Welcome back to the Hoosier Cat Report on this uh, Saturday, November 7th, 2020. This is uh, Tom Sparberger, locked down out here on the West Coast. Uh, I guess this is sort of election, final election Saturday. Tony Lou out on, on the East Coast in New York. Tony, how are you? Doing well, Tom. How about yourself? I'm good. Yeah. I feel as though we're getting our, our feet back underneath us and the Hoosiers beat Michigan for the first time since 1987 earlier after 24 consecutive losses. So uh, I'm feeling good this evening. What a phenomenal win today, Tom. Enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so um, I guess we should start off the NFL week nine. Maybe we just uh, recap my boy uh, Aaron Rodgers here tonight. He, he just, you know, he, he cashed in some money for you, right? Oh, yeah, he sure did. But um, the entire thing with Aaron Rodgers, that was a great showing. Then the 49ers, however, were decimated in regards to injuries. Like it was playing like you're playing second and third string individuals at that point. So it's kind of a layup game for Aaron Rodgers. True. I, I'm hearing on the local uh, sport beat that maybe Jimmy G's played his final game as a Niner potentially. I kind of agree with that. I mean, Kyle Shan has done all he could with the guy, but I mean, this Jimmy G has been plagued with injuries since his days in New England, so it might be his final time. And I hate to say it, potential quarterback for next year might be Sam Darnold for the 49ers. Oh my goodness! If the Jets could pull off a trade, I mean, there are a couple teams that might be interested interested in Sam Darnold. For the individuals that don't know, the Jets are currently zero and eight, and we're of the potential of landing Trevor Lawrence is really high. And the scouts are all saying Trevor Lawrence is the next Andrew Luck slash John Elway, kind of like a you-can't-miss quarterback. But I'm not too sold on it yet because it's the Jets. But, yeah, potential landing spots for our current quarterback, Sam Darnold, could be anywhere from your old team, the Colts, and uh, your current home team, the 49ers. Interesting. Yeah, I, I saw uh... – there was a tweet saying at the Notre Dame game tonight against Clemson that Lawrence wasn't going to play, but I guess there were fans there yelling J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets at the Clemson team. So uh, <laughs> even in South Bend, Indiana, there's Jets fans uh, dreaming of uh, Trevor Lawrence behind center at, in, uh, at MetLife. Uh, yes, I've, I've heard that as well. I read that tweet as well. I found it quite hilarious. I think – Everyone's all eyes are on that since Trevor Lawrence is a really good quarterback currently. And they're all wondering if he's going to pull Peyton Manning in which Peyton in his earlier years decided to go for his senior year at Tennessee. So yeah, we will see how things turn out. I mean, the GM Joe Douglas went on the airwaves and basically said that they're not looking to draft a quarterback, but obviously it's all a PR move. I mean, would you really go on on a, as a GM on an 08 team and say, yeah, we're looking to the future? I mean, that's, that'll be demoralizing for the whole team. But the writing's on the wall. It's just no one's saying anything. What are you expecting? Uh, my, the Jets got a featured Monday night game against the uh, Patriots. So you think they'll just head to 0-9 and, and won't even be close with Flacco behind center? I think if Sam Darnold was playing, the Jets had a chance of winning that game. And and it would have been a good move on Bill's part as well. Because I think Bill's check, checked out. Bill Belichick is checked out. I don't think he's going to make the playoffs this year. I think they're currently, what, 2-6, and six, as I recall. 
So I think his that would have been a great move for Bill's part, let the Jets win, screw up the draft, draft chances, and then have the Patriots currently move towards drafting in the top top eight, maybe. They're two and five currently. So yeah. But right now we have Joe Flacco as our starting quarterback since Sam Darnold's out. And I think our our star defensive lineman, uh Williams, uh is out too. So yeah. Um I'm thinking that the Jets go 0-9 easily. Well, you have a Super Bowl MVP under center. He's elite, apparently, but uh, Joe Fox has shown me nothing so far. So, I mean, I think the team's just checked out. Uh, To be honest with you, I think the Jets are lucky that this year you couldn't have any fans in the stadiums because – the owners right now would be losing so much money due to the fact that you are producing a 0-9 team. Well, I mean, whatever you are producing on the field every week has been a catastrophe. So, yeah, they're lucky on that sense that there's no fans, so they're not losing much money. But if you provide this next year, you're gonna, your attendance is going to dip immensely. Right. Um how about the uh, young quarterback matchup in the desert tomorrow? What do you think about Tua and the Dolphins versus uh, Murray and the uh, Cardinals? I think the Cardinals might pull this. I think there's a lot of hype around Tua, but what people don't realize is he's still a rookie, and the transition from college game to NFL is immense. Like You can put all this hype around him being like a Russell Wilson slash Kyler Murray type of quarterback, but you still need to know how to read a defense and – all these in defensive linemen slash linebackers slash defensive backs, they're fast. They're faster than any other type of college cornerback um, or defensive lineman you went up against. So I think I, I like the Cardinals to win, but it should be a good matchup. It might be a shootout, but I, I still think that people are overlooking that. Tua is still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he only played one game just last week, right? Yeah, and he didn't do that well, to be honest with you. It was the, their defense that did really well against the Rams. Yeah, the stats on that game were insane of how many yards the Rams had on offense versus the Dolphins. I think it was a punt return and maybe a fumble recovery for a touchdown that was the difference. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was insane. But once again, it's, it's uh, their defense played really well and then the whole West Coast traveling to the East Coast situation. Which I think is a old wives' tale, but anyway, it plays into effect. <laughs> Do you think the Cowboys in the third string quarterback can cover the fourteen and a half at home tomorrow against the Steelers? Uh, it's actually now fifteen and a half, and they went on to a new quarterback. I forgot what his name was, but it's just yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah, the line is currently fifteen and a half. So, I think the is, Steelers might. Come. Is, I was going to say, is the new quarterback's name Michael John Demian? <laughs> One could only hope so, Tom. <laughs> I have no idea who the other quarterback is. The Cowboys are, are tanking. I mean, at this point, you see how valuable Dak is. It's unfortunate about his, uh, his ankle injury, but I hope he comes back. But I don't know if Jerry will pay him since they loaded up all that money into Zeke already. And I, I feel like Zeke isn't the same running back he was last year or before he got paid. I think it's the syndrome of, I got my money, what now? If I was Mike McCartney, I would run Zeke 40 times a game and earn every dollar, make him earn every dollar. But they're, maybe they're just like, hey, the season's lost. Let's just 
grind it out, and then move on to fight another year. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of sad because they're really not that far in the NFC East since everyone has a, a losing record. So there's still opportunity there. It's just Dalton's out with a concussion. Dak is on the IR. And you have these no-name third quarterbacks. So here we are. Here we are. Well said. What do you think about uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back tomorrow for the uh... – Panthers, they're going to be playing at Kansas City. I actually, I actually like that. I like uh, Run CMC. He hasn't. He's been injured. He's a great running back, one of the top running backs. I'm surprised they're ten point um, underdogs in. Uh, well, they're in KC, but I mean, it should be a good game. Uh, their def- The only thing is the Panthers' defense is young and they're raw, so I don't. Yeah, I can see what Mahomes just lighting them up, but ten is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Uh, what what other games or, or storylines are you excited about tomorrow? I know it's, you're excited about every Sunday. But. <laughs> uh, Ravens and Colts, me and our good friend Paul Gabadian are heavy on the Ravens. I mean, to be honest with you, the Colts are playing well. Their defense is good. But I think Lamar's lost two in a row. or He's, he's lost a couple uh, – he lost last week. And uh, to the Pittsburgh, and then I think the week before it was to the Chiefs, or maybe two weeks before it was to the Chiefs. So I don't see them losing another one. The Colts have been playing well, but Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. We know who he is. So I hope uh, I'm banking on the Ravens to actually win tomorrow. And that defense is, is legit. I mean, it just seems as though, thinking about it, that Philip Rivers is going to. You know, the, the classic Rivers in the old Charger uniform is going to come up a couple times tomorrow and it's going to be the difference. I, I don't understand why the Colts were favored by maybe a point at one point. Now I'm seeing Ravens minus. Yeah, I don't know what Vegas was doing at that point. But, um, oh, maybe because Des Bryant is playing. <laughs> yeah, um, I know the on the bye week, I think the Ravens traded for their defensive lineman in Minnesota. And now he's back with some other individual, and they were part of the whole Jacksonville um, AFC Championship team uh, back in like two years ago. So yeah, I mean that defensive line looks good. I think the Ravens are going to crush the Colts. So yeah, that should be good to look watch as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I agree with you. Even though it's my team, I think the Ravens are going to be all over it tomorrow. Uh, let's see, we got. Uh, I mean, the Bears and the Titans, you got Bears 5-3, and three, Titans 5-2. and two. I mean, the Titans have sort of been, you know, stinking it up the last couple of weeks. I think they're playing this upcoming week, Thursday night, they're hosting the Colts on the Thursday night football game. That should be good. I mean, Nick Foles is still Nick Foles for the Bears. It, to be honest, the Bears are doing well just based on that defense, and, and sometimes Nick keeps them in the game. Like, he just don't turn the ball over, give us some field goals, get a touchdown here and there, and we're good. So... Yeah, I think uh, the Bears keep it close with their defense, but Derrick Henry is a he's a home run hitter anytime he touches the ball. So we'll see. Yeah, I saw uh, that uh, Stafford's back from COVID. He's going to play tomorrow for the Lions at, at the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was out temporarily, but they're out with their star um, wide receiver Galloway, Kenny. So I mean, there's it might not look so good, but I don't trust anything that. Kirk Cousins does. I mean, wow. Talk about overpaid quarterback. Who, who like, I think last week he threw the ball like 18 times, and Dalvin Cook ran like 40. I mean, that's their scheme. Like, just run the ball down the throats and not have Kirk Cousins turn the ball over. 
True. I don't even know who the quarterback starting for the Jaguars is tomorrow. I saw Minshew's out with a thumb injury, and the Texans are favored by seven at Jacksonville. I have no idea who the quarterback's going to be tomorrow. Neither do I. It's, it's a game I wouldn't touch. They're both one and six. So someone's going to come two yeah. and six. So, but I mean, if I had to pick, it might be Texans just because of Deshaun Watson, but even then. It's still shocking. I know they lost uh, Hopkins, but man, one and six for the Texans. That's an eyesore. I know. They're just only one game ahead of the Jets. Think of it that way. <laughs> Holy cow. That's fantastic. That sure is. So if you think I'm having a bad season, and the Texans were a playoff team last year. They beat your uh, your Bills. Yeah, that was a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, back. I, I guess you'd say that was pre-COVID days when I was inside a really, I think it's called, I don't know, Energy Field or something there in uh, Houston. I was inside with 65,000 people and watched that go down. Yeah, and now they're 1-6 one, one and six and one game ahead of the Jets. Life comes at you fast, Tom. Life yeah. comes at you fast. But, I mean, Bill O'Brien did a horrible job with that, and they never had a GM. I don't know what that was all about. He was running the whole show. He traded DeAndre Hopkins for like a third round draft pick. Talk about talk Same. about bad bargaining. <laughs> like, yeah. So I mean, I guess they weren't gonna pay him anyway, but still, third round, that's like pebbles. But yeah. I mean, we're more than over halfway through the season. Who do you like to win it all so far? Who's in the Super Bowl, Tom? Gosh. I mean, I think you're uh you and Russell Wilson and the Seahawks is a Strong contender on the NFC side. I mean, Steelers on the AFC side, just from a record perspective, being the only undefeated team left. But I don't know. Kansas City is obviously there. Um, NFC, oh, gosh. Seattle is just what comes to mind off the top of my head. Uh, what do you think? I like Seattle. However, I don't like their defense. It's, and with every with every good team that makes the Super Bowl, you have to have a decent defense. And Seattle can't stop anyone at times. At times, I'm like, "What are you guys doing? Like, like can't get off on third down." But I in, in the AFC, I, I agree the Steelers look good, but I don't know. Mahomes is just an Andy Reid. Like every time they come up with some new gadget play, and it's just like, wow, they're just they just flow so well. So I would like to say mm-hmm. Casey and I don't know what the NFC is a little it's a little up in the air. I'm in between Seattle, Seattle and Green Bay to be honest with you. And don't forget about Tampa Bay, good old Tom Brady. Yeah. So I mean their defense is coming. I think the Bucks have a really stout defense. Todd Bowles, the Jets' former coach, is doing pretty well out there as well. So anywhere between those three teams, Seattle. Bucks and Rodgers. But if basing it off defense alone, I would have to go to Bucks. So like, uh, my pick for week nine for the Super Bowl would be Bucks versus KC. Wow. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Tampa Bay be playing their home stadium for Super Bowl 55 in early February. Yeah, and Tom Brady again. But I mean, we'll see. It'll be a marquee matchup to say the least if that does happen. But, you know. We're one injury away from changing everything, so. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And now uh, I, I think we're uh, one uh, 
not injury away, one uh, or two bets away from you know having our listeners win you know a fortune. Really, to be honest here with our triplet segment. So, uh, Tony, why don't you uh, kick off your first of three My games? first game is going to be Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Buffalo Bills. Seattle needs to win by three points. I think this is a trap game, but I'm falling for this trap if it is. Uh, Seattle's doing really well at 6-1. and one. Bills' Josh Allen has not been playing lights out. I, their 6-2 and two record, I think, is a little skewed since they've been playing teams under 500. Uh, for example, the Jets... So I think, yeah, I think Seattle wins by three, but it's it might be a little close depending upon whether Seattle could stop Josh Allen and their offense just because I don't trust Seattle's defense. Mm-hmm. My first game is going to be what you uh, already just me already touched upon it, the uh, Ravens at the Colts. The Ravens favored by a point. Um, just for the reasons already stated, I'm definitely all in on uh, Baltimore winning in Indianapolis tomorrow. Excellent. My second team, my second game is going to be Cardinals over the Dolphins. Cardinals need to win by more than four and a half. I think Tua is still a rookie at the end of the day, as I touched on earlier. And Arizona's defense is decent, and um, Kyler Murray's playing lights out. So, and Miami has to travel to Arizona, so they're at home. I think. Cardinals win by seven. Nice. I like that one also. Um, I can't believe I'm going with this one as my second game, but uh, the one in seven New York Giants visiting the Washington football team that uh, at FedEx Field, who are two and five, Washington's favored by two and a half. And I'm actually going to go money line on the Giants. Um, I feel as though the last time or two I've seen them play. I've actually liked quite a bit of what I've seen just the other night against Tampa. I mean, they played them pretty tough. So I'm actually uh, thinking the G-men can pull out a victory here with that two and a half uh, points spread for Washington. Just to keep in mind, Tom, the G-men are also only one game above the Jets. <laughs> that's true. Gosh, oh, that's but uh, yeah, no, they've the Giants have played well. They lost a lot of close games. Their, their margin from victory has been like they've only lost by like three points against I think three of the four losses. It's been tight. So they've been playing well. I mean, but we'll see. Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. He makes at least one turnover a game. So and it's critical too. Yeah. So yeah, I I I, I think Giants might pull it off, but I don't know anyone on Washington, but I think their defense is playing well. Washington's defense is playing well. Uh, my third and final game, I am going to take the Bears over the Titans. Just by a points perspective, I think the Bears will keep it close, and I will take the six and a half points for the Bears. Because I think Tennessee will win by like three to four, not by not by a touchdown. Okay. Uh, my final game is going to be Sunday night football. The Buccaneers are hosting the Saints in an NFC South showdown. Tampa's favored by four and a half. I know Breeze isn't what he once was. Michael Thomas seems as though he's going to play, but how effective will he be after being out for so many weeks? They still have Camara. Um, I like the Saints to cover the four and a half. I don't know if they're actually going to win, but I can see them losing by three or four points. So, um, I'm going to take the Saints to cover that four and a half there. And- I like that as well, as long as Michael Thomas is playing. 
If he's not, uh, yeah, I don't think this. Mm-hmm. I, I think Godwin is still out for the Bucks too. So, but it's Antonio right. Brown. Oh yeah, that's right. He's going to be uh, Tom Brady's tomorrow. roommate, apparently. So yeah, you didn't know that he's really? uh he's uh, Antonio Brown staying at uh, living with Tom Brady. Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, no, they're living that. together. I guess so. Tom could provide a better influence for Antonio Brown. Hey, yo, not not for nothing. Before he went crazy, he was one. He was one of the top five wide receivers in the game. That guy could run any route and stop on the dime and be there and catch anything. So, I mean, we'll see what he is now. It's, I think he's been what eighteen months out of football. So it does it does change a lot, but but they're inserting him as like the number three option. So it should be okay. I mean, when you have Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, and now you have Antonio Brown as your third option, it's kind of scary. But we'll see. You know, these guys are headaches, and then, yeah, we'll see. You know, Antonio Brown's a diva, known to be a diva, so we'll see how that works out. Final thoughts, Tony? Uh, I can't believe we're more than halfway through the NFL season, and there's so many 1-6 and six and 1-7 and seven teams, and the Jets are 0-8. I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> I'm having a bad year, but I'd be even worse if I was two and four or two and five. Because what's the point? Let's get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. Well, appreciate your time as always, uh, Tony. I'm glad uh, it seems though maybe we're heading into more tranquil times uh, with uh, the speech from uh, Kamala Harris and Biden earlier. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And uh, again, the Hoosiers won on the same day. So it's been a, quite a Saturday here. Yeah. Great day. And uh, yeah, we'll see what the future brings. Well, thanks as always, Tony. Thanks to our listeners. I hope you uh, jotted down the uh, triplet segment so you can win a fortune in the morning. Uh, lock those, those bad boys in. So uh, for Tony out East, this is Tom out West holding it down. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care.